time, Detroit. It's time, Detroit. It's time. It's playoff time, Detroit. Let's go to work. everyone and welcome to a very very special episode of the buffs on podcast i know i say that pretty much every week but this time i like legit mean it we got someone on the pod that is part of one of the biggest pods in the piston community and has one of the greatest followings in the pistons community on instagram everyone please welcome andrew clemens to the show from the everything pistons podcast Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I gotta be honest, it's uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Um, we ended ours maybe around a year ago now, but um, kind of nervous to to be back out there, but uh, insanely grateful to you uh, you three for having me on the show. Of course, and we're extremely grateful for you for taking the time to join us. And I know the Pistons community misses hearing your voice, thoughts, and opinions. So let's not tease them any longer. Let's jump right into it. Uh. The Pistons had a preseason game yesterday against the Oklahoma City Thunder and a player that has received a lot of criticism for his performance thus far into his Pistons tenure dropped 20 points and shot four for six from behind the long line. How did you guys view Killian Hayes yesterday and what do you guys think about that new three point shot? We'll start with Gabe, then we'll go to Andrew and then Valley. Yeah, first thing you need to know, Andrew, these guys are the biggest Killian fans probably uh, <laughs> in the whole world. So, so we should get along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I've said for a long time, this is kind of his make or break season for me. And I te- te- texted you guys after that last corner three hit with a hand in his face. And I'm now all in on Killian as well. It's, it's the one thing holding him back. I really see Alonzo ball type of role for him. Um, a big guard hits those open threes, spot up shooter, and he, we all know his uh defense and playmaking. It's just, I mean, it is OKC and it is preseason, and he always goes crazy against them. But it, I mean, it's great to see. Yeah, I, I mean, you you made a point there first and foremost. He he does love playing against OKC, but. When when I think about Killian, even in his early years, when when he was sluggish and and I always looked at Killian and his shot and what you hear about being said about him and him missing shots is they are good misses, meaning they're you know, you'll see Killian airball a three, but you're not going to see him, you know, miss way left very often. These are good misses. It's easier to correct strength on a shot versus aim on a shot. So I was never really down on Killian in his lackluster offensive performance. Look, if we as a team are looking at Killian Hayes to score 20 to 30 points every night, your team's not in a good position. I'm, I'm down to say that. But what, what Killian Hayes brings to the floor as a distributor to now Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham, a Sadiq Bay, a then Jeremy Grant, 
is is so impactful to the game and we haven't even touched on on the defensive aspect so i was to to round robin it back to your original point i was super happy to see killian have a little breakout game and looked really good and really comfortable i mean i said wow i think a couple times after his shot, but I was really surprised when he knocked one down in the corner, hand in his face, everything defender right in his grill and Killian calmly caught the ball. Didn't panic, put it up and just laced it. Yeah. You said you haven't been potting in a while. You have not missed a beat. My friend. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, Allie, how are we feeling about Killian Hayes? Even though I'm pretty sure we all already know your answer. I mean, yeah, I saw you today and I, I told you how many times, I was just so it was just so good to see Killian play like that. You know, you take it with a grain of salt, um, given who he was playing against, and that's nothing disrespectful to OKC, but you know, it's it's different than playing a different team. Um, but I was just so happy to see those shots go down. And I couldn't care less who it was against, to be honest. The shot form just looks so fantastic, uh, compared to his first two years. His footwork looks good when he's setting up for those shots. No more of those those happy feet or one of his feet completely over the line. I think this is obviously over-exaggerating, but it felt like half the shots he took last year that were threes ended up being long twos with his foot in the line. Um, so he just seemed to get the basics out of the way. He seems to have it down now. It just looks so confident. It just does not look like the same player we saw the last two years compared to now. And I was never down on him, but I can't say I, can't say I was expecting this in the least bit. Yeah, I mean, he really showed out yesterday. And not only was he four for six from behind the long line, he was also eight for 13 overall which is no small feat um you know he got inside he probably got a couple kind rolls off the rim but he got a couple uh unkind ones as well so it just shows that he got the confidence and you know he did his thing defensively I think he got a block yesterday Mm -hmm. um Killian is Killian is just going to be a problem if he figures out um how to knock down shots consistently now like Andrew said 20 30 a night eh, maybe a little bit of a stretch but you know I mean I think that he can consistently drop 10 to 15 points um, if he's left open and disrespected. I think that's a good, very realistic goal as well. (laughs) Average double figures this year, I think. One thing I like to, if you don't mind me cutting in here, one thing I'd love to always say about Killian Hayes is when you're looking at the box score on how Killian Hayes did tonight, I want you guys and, and your listeners, and I've, pleaded and even fought with my listeners to look at this stat and look at the points responsible for not necessarily the points but Killian Hayes as a distributor is going to get your team more points than Killian Hayes being on the bench yeah and I'm glad you brought that up he did notch seven assists yesterday and that was just on the shots that he made. He created so many more opportunities for his teammates. And, you know, once Duran starts to realize that he can still jump over NBA level guys, there's going to be a ton more lobs for Jalen Duran from Killian Hayes. So I'm really excited to see what Killian brings this year. And that kind of brings us to our next question. Um, we'll start with Andrew. Uh, what is something you're super excited to see this upcoming season? Man, so going into the draft, um, 
I was I was a big Jaden Ivy fan. Wanted the team to get him. When it happened on draft night, I was the one jumping, hooting, and hollering, putting holes in the ceiling. Cause so I am so happy to see this kid play. And when he can get it figured out, there's a few plays where his speed almost not almost gets him in trouble often. Oh, yeah. And we've seen this preseason. That's a really good problem to have yeah. because once you hone that in, I mean, look at De'Aaron Fox and how he started out and what he's becoming. I'm not saying they're the same type of player, but I, I, I'm saying once they learn how to use their, their speed effectively, these players become dangerous. So that's one thing, how he meshes with, with Cade is going to be a whole nother aspect. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this year. Yeah, and we talked, we've, it's been well known that Jaden Ivey has speed, and one of the biggest things coming into the NBA was, is he going to be able to not only utilize that speed, but to slow down to make that speed even more effective, and we've seen it a couple of times on fast breaks where he's able to slow it down just for a second, then pick it up right up again, and bolt right to the rim. We even saw his quick first step when he took RJ Barrett to the rack. I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. got that speed. It, it's legit. Uh, Valley, what's something you're looking forward to this upcoming season? Uh, top of my list is the, up in the top list uh, is definitely Jaden Ivey's performances. Um, just what I saw in the preseason, just I know he didn't shoot well those last two games, especially, but like the, the things we saw, how quick he is, his ability to get to the line, draw contact. Yeah, just a gift, just a gift he has. Um, he's going to be really, really good. I think he'll be right in that rookie of the year conversation from the get go. But just as a whole, this whole young team growing together, this is another offseason down, finally a full legit offseason. I think that's a really important piece. Um, but just seeing this young team grow and start to win some games, I, I don't I don't know how good we're going to be, but I anticipate it's more than the 23 wins we won last year, which will be an improvement. And I'm just really excited, excited to see these young guys win some basketball games. Oh, yeah. And when you add two 40% three-point shooters like Alec Burks, like Boyan Bogdanovich, wins are going to come when you're finally knocking down those shots. And when Killian makes that skip pass to the corner, it's over if you're leaving Boyan or Burks open. Uh, Gabe, what are you thinking about something you're looking forward to this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, to me, the most exciting player we have, too, is Jaden Ivey. Um, It just looks like a young wall, a young Westbrook or Giannis even. Sometimes when, when he just goes, he makes those other world-class athletes look like average people. And that's an astounding thing to see. And then his kickouts have been way more advanced than I've uh, expected at this point. I expected bad passes, late reads, but he, he goes early, he goes accurately. And once Livers, once Burks, once Boyan are playing like you said in the corners it won't just be Killian it'll be him as well it'll be Cade I think we're going to be a decent three-point shooting team I see mid and mid-level NBA and I think that's good for at least five wins compared to where we were last year three-pointers are fun to watch I think even if we take too many occasionally I think it's a (laughs) it's a great thing to 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 watch him uh, help win games yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we did shoot, what was it, 49 threes in New Orleans, and I'm, and we took a ton of threes. Yesterday was a three-point shootout to start uh, with OPC coming out and just firing away, but this this team has some serious potential. Um, now, I've been well-documented on the pod saying that I'm okay if we end up with another lottery pick, even early lottery pick, because, I mean, there's some French dude that, you know, is seven 
Yeah, he's, he's all right. Seven four shoots a little bit defense, but you know, if we do end up making the play in, which is great for the team's confidence for the young core's confidence, I wouldn't mind it either. But uh, I really think that this season is going to be big for the development of guys like Cade Cunningham, guys like Isaiah Livers, guys like Sadiq Bay, obviously Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart as well. Which kind of brings us to the next point: Who do you guys think is going to lead? the team in scoring this upcoming season. We'll start with uh, Gabe. You know, we heard Stan Van Gundy say he thinks will be Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, I don't really think so. I think, you know, he's a decent, he's kind of a career, like 17, 18 point per game scorer. And that's with elite point guards like Mike Conley and stuff. I don't think Kate is at that level yet. But I do think Kate is at the level to score 20 points per game. Uh, you know, we saw in the preseason, he missed a lot of easy shots. He was in the post against um, Brunson. He was in the post against Dort. And he was just missing those little right-hand baby hooks. His three-point was a little flat. But I think there's no one really who can stop him from getting open looks, especially with the floor open with our new and improved shooting. I see, I'm going to say 19.5 points per game for Cade leads our team. I like it. I like it. Andrew, who do you have leading the team in scoring this year? I don't know if this is out of the box per se, um, but I, I think it's going to be Sadiq. I, mm-hmm. I think Sadiq's going to have over, uh, uh, let's say, at the end of the year, let's put it at, 22 and a half points per game. Ooh, I like uh, Valley, who you got? You know, and I think I'm not going to overreact from this preseason, and I will take Cade, um, even with the addition of Ivy, but the more shooters and everything, it'll just help him. Um, the way he's put on, I think will help him a ton. I saw a few times he just seemed to absorb a bump uh, in the preseason and, and get to the rim despite – not having an overly convincing preseason by any means. I think that's more down to his effort levels. I'm hoping he kicks that up a gear in the preseason. I mean, in the regular season, which I think he will. Um, I, I think if you asked me this question just a little bit before preseason, I probably would have said around 22 a game as well. But I don't know, just a bit more realistic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something around 19, 19 and a half, just like Gabe with Kate Cunningham. Yeah, I, I can't I can't go on based off that. Uh, I, I can't yeah. believe people are still yeah. <laughs> doubting Cade Cunningham having a slow start after what we've seen. I, I mean, we've seen this dude not do anything for three quarters and come back and light it up in the fourth and be the team's mm-hmm. leading scorer. Like, come on now. Like he yeah. is him. I'm getting I'm getting a good laugh out of the people saying, man. Kate's not working. He, he got too heavy over this summer, man. He's not going to be good this year. I always get a good chuckle out of it now. It's just like, man, is your basketball IQ that low? Or is it just your patience? But yep. yeah, I'll, I'll always back Kate. Yeah. So I'll take Kate. Here. I mean, it might be a little of both low IQ and no patience, but I mean, even the fans are now like, Oh, Oh, Killian dropped 20. Kate, Kate didn't. Ooh, maybe just start Killian over Kate. Ooh, I don't know. Never even thought when- I'd hear yeah, right? Even when every day this offseason, everyone's like, Killian sucks. He hasn't made any progress. Really? Now you want to start him? Come on now. Um, but we know there's a lot of good scores on this Pistons team. And we also know there's a lot of good scores in the NBA. 
So let's broaden this up a little bit before we come back to the Pistons and talk about our reaction to the latest preseason game and the last upcoming one tomorrow night against the Grizzlies. Let's talk about who we think is going to win it all this year. Who is going to be the next NBA champion? Uh, Andrew, can you start us off? Ooh, um, I might cheat and just go with the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to bet against them. They they still got Steph and Clay, man. And if they uh, if they figure it out between uh, Dre and uh, Jordan Poole, I, I mean, and I'm sure they will. You know, spats like that happen in, in the NBA more than us fans know. You know, that video was never supposed to get out. So mm-hmm. it, it it just yeah, I, I mean. If I'm put on the spot, it's probably I'm probably gonna go Warriors. Yeah, that's a very fair choice. Uh, Valley, who do you have winning it all this year? Never, never, uh, it's never a bad thing to go with the Warriors, is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> they've been pretty good recently. Um, I went with uh, Philadelphia though. I think they made some really underrated Ooh. additions this year in De'Anthony Melton and PJ Tucker. Tucker is one I really, really like. Um, and Bede, always hungry, you know, he'll, he'll give you 28 and 12 whenever he wants. Tyrese Maxey has looked so good. And one of the things I liked about him um, when he was coming into the draft is just his work ethic. The things I've heard about his work ethic, that hasn't seemed to change. He seems to be getting better right now. Another guy who's lightning quick and his three-point shot seems to be coming along. Um, I don't know how I feel about Harden, but I assume he can't be worse than last year. Um, and with and with just a couple of really good additions, you know, you still haven't been there. Tobias Harris is still there. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Philly. All right, Gabe, who do you got? I'm gonna have to go with Andrew on this one. I think oh, man. Warriors, you know, last season they won the championship. They had Thompson for half the year. They had missed Curry for a large chunk as well. This year they have Wiseman, they have Kaminga a year older, they've Moody a year older, and they've their big three. F- Hopefully for the whole year. I don't know. I don't see a team that can that can uh, stop them. If Boston's defense couldn't slow them down, I don't think any team can. Yeah, I'm having a really. I, I was trying to go with a different answer, but I I have a really hard time going against Andrew Gabe and the Warriors. I mean, these guys are just a force to be reckoned with. And like you said, they've they got a second year of Kaminga. They got James Wiseman who could turn a corner. They also got Patrick Baldwin in this last draft, who knows how to shoot the basketball. Um, Moses Moody still on that team. Dante DiVincenzo is now on that team. I just have a really hard time thinking that the Warriors are not going to win it all this year. Um, but I think uh, that was a pretty easy decision for most of us, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let, let's circle back to the Pistons. Um Let's dive a little bit more in depth into the game that we saw last night. What are some key takeaways you guys had from the game last night uh, besides Killian knocking down threes and Ivy being a blur? Uh, Valley, let's start with you. Yeah, sure. I'll take um, – we touched on Killian a little bit or more than a little bit. I'll take um, Sadiq Bey showing showing me he's more than um, – he, showing me he's kind of a mold from that first and that second-year guy. I know I talked about this a little bit when James Edwards uh, put out the athletic on the – put out the article on The Athletic about Sadiq Bey kind of morphing into that that mix from uh, season one and two. And I think that's just what we saw against Oklahoma City. Um, I thought he put the ball down on the floor quite a bit, still acted as a good shooter, catch and shoot, um, kind of curling sometimes like Wayne Ellington we used to see. 
mm-hmm. just a really good mix of his offense. And I, and one thing I am noticing is his playmaking or just making that extra pass, not calling him a good playmaker or anything, but just the ability to make that extra pass is something we either rarely or never saw uh, in his first two years in the league. But we saw it a couple of times. I know he hit Killian one, uh, one time for three in the second mm-hmm. half. But he's just been a little bit more unselfish in making that pass. And that's something for me that's going to unlock another element to his game. Absolutely. Sadiq is a, is a sniper. We know he can be streaky. Yes. So hopefully he can become a little bit more consistent. But, you know, uh, as Gabe mentioned earlier, Valley and I are a huge Killian Hayes fan. So I'm just going to touch on him one more time for now. Um, when Sadiq Bay is passing up a shot that he normally would take to give Killian Hayes a shot, that says a lot more than I think a lot of people realize in the team's confidence in Killian Hayes being able to knock down jumpers now. Uh, Gabe, what about you? Uh, what are some key takeaways you took from last night's game? Heading on to Bay, uh, he is getting to the rim, drawing fouls at a crazy rate. He just moves people out of the way, which I mean is with his frame, can't be too hard for him. And he, he knocks down all his free throws. So I think that if he does get to the line, let's say seven, eight times a game, I could see him leading the team in scoring. The other thing that really stood out to me, Duran got exposed a lot of times on the defensive end. Dort was hunting him. Uh, their, I don't know his name. The sh- shooting guard on their team was hunting him too. And, yeah, Trey Mann, point guard, whatever he plays. He's, he doesn't know how to play NBA basketball yet. Like you said, he had some alley-oop opportunities where he just didn't didn't jump, didn't overpower the other person. But, I mean, he stands out already with his rebounding. Like Greg Kelser said a million times on the broadcast, he can block shots, but he has a long way to go, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, he just seems like a ball magnet. Whenever the ball bounces off the rim, it seems like Galen Duran's right there, ready to yeah, scoop so. it back up. Yeah. Um, so I think with, with the very with the very worst that we have with Duran is like, even right now, if we throw him into our opening night game, is a good rebounder and a pretty good rim protector already and a vertical lob threat. So oh. it's, it's a good option to have right away, and I anticipate so much growth from him, obviously. Yeah, and we know he's strong. He just can't put all of that force into passing a ball to Kate Cunningham outside for like 98 mile an hour faster. Kate, the point guard, not a catcher. Uh, Andrew, what are some takeaways you had from last night's loss to Oklahoma City? Well, uh, aside from the the Killian Hayes love we've already had, one takeaway I, I had is this team. Now I'm going to say this and everybody's going to freak out and it, it is Cade Cunningham, but this team needs a, a leader and needs to determine the first, second, third option, kind of a pecking order on this young team. Way too many turnovers have been created from Pistons players being unsure of where to go with the ball on a fast break. One I'm talking about is uh, Jaden Ivey got himself in trouble and ran right into his guy, tried to make a pass when they were chest to chest, and we turned it over to OKC fast break. Mm -hmm. And that was a three-on-one fast break that the Detroit Pistons turned the ball over and didn't get two to three points on that possession. So this team needs to figure out kind of an identity, and that's not something abnormal for a young team. That is definitely 
something that is going to get worked out with chemistry, with playing time and, and throughout the season. It's going to look ugly at times, but boy, is it going to look beautiful at times as well. Another thing I noticed is Bojan Bogdanovic's defense, man. He looks like a matador out there, like Ole, yeah. Ole, like come on through the paint. And it's, I mean, I I heard about his defense being bad, but but seeing it firsthand, uh, I just I hope the team can hide him in some ways. He's too far in his career to become like an you know a elite or good defender on the like he is what he is at this point is kind of what I'm trying to say. So that's another thing I noticed. But I, I mean, there's also a lot of good takeaways. Like you guys said, Duran being all around the the ball on the defensive rebounds, offensive rebounds type stuff, man. And and he's young and he's a real raw prospect. But if we look at the draft, the Detroit Pistons took the two best athletes. Right. Not necessarily the, the the best NBA ready guys, but the Detroit Pistons and Troy Weaver knew like this is a young team. We're not going to be competing for anything in a couple of years. So let me get some. We always hear the the words Troy Weaver esque guys, guys that can jump out of the gym and have this crazy high upside. And let's see what we can do with them. Yeah, uh, and and. I mean, we all saw that highlight of, you know, Ivy pulling a Jose Alvarado impression, come from behind, poking the ball away, bringing it back down the other end. That ended up in a nice highlight play, but there wasn't tremendous spacing on that fast break. I mean, Cade was right there. Sadiq was right there. Thankfully, they ended up in a bucket, but I, I wanted to see a little bit better execution on that fast break. But uh, to your point, Andrew, yeah, Boyan on the defensive end was just has been abysmal but abysmal yeah. but it, it's it's all right I guess and you know I, I want to uh, before we move on I want to ask you how do you feel about uh, the, the switch everything mentality of Dwayne Casey's defense I mean that so that's more of a product of today's NBA and and being a more positionless basketball where you have centers that if you can't shoot a three you dang near can't play in the NBA at center position anymore. There's no room for a big guy that can't stretch the floor in the NBA. So that's, I mean, you almost have to have to do that. I, I mean, it's almost a default NBA preference now. So, I, I mean, I guess I don't really blame Dwayne Casey as much as that's the way you almost have to defend. Is it going to catch you in trouble where you got Killian Hayes matched up against DeAndre Ayton sometimes. Yeah, it is. But it's also going to get you a lot more better defensive looks when you're playing Golden State and they're running Curry through 37 screens and Killian Hayes doesn't have to get ragdolled like the old school pinball machine you used to play on the computer all around the court. Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, it, 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 and again, it comes back to Boyan. Is he going to be exposed a little bit in those scenarios? Yeah. But um, I, I'm, I'm not totally against it. I think this team is still learning to mesh a little bit. Um, I feel like we were seeing a little bit. Uh, I feel like we've seen them grow communication wise since the first game of the preseason. They're switching a little bit better. Uh, I saw Stu and Cade perform a scram switch. I think it was in uh, in New Orleans. So they're getting there. Um, and, you know, going back to Jalen Duran's uh, youth, um, he got turned around for absolutely no reason last night. He was looking the total other way on the court. I have no, no idea what he was looking at. Um, but, hey, I, I'm super excited for this team. Um, 
my main takeaway is that this team is still young. Um, and I know we have the talent um, to make a push for the play-in, but I don't, I don't see it quite yet. I, I see it if the, all the pieces come together, but um, I'll, I'll reassess once we got Burks and Boyan and Livers all coming on in, whether that's starting or not. And uh, let, let's give a second to uh, shout out Marvin Bagley. Uh, hope he recovers quickly and yep. can get back to this lineup because um, his vertical spacing will be needed in mm-hmm. a starting lineup uh, if it's not for Jalen Dern. Um, but uh, any other uh, topics you guys want to touch on? Are we going to talk about these new city edition jersey leaks? I don't want to do that. What are your initial thoughts, Andrew? Oh, uh, I mean, honestly, I hate them. I, I, I can't. I mean, I'm not a, like the dark green. It reminds me of the Dallas Mavericks jerseys. I know that's been echoed across every social media platform, but that's immediate. That's the immediate thought I have. I hate the Dallas Mavericks jerseys. Um, so, yeah, no, it was just kind of like out of left field, like the Detroit Pistons have always been red, white and blue aside from the few teal years. They've they've always been kind of the iconic red, white, and blue, and it's kind of out of left field now. It's there there I, there is a reasoning behind it, and it's the uh, uh, man. The why church, am I like, right? Well, yeah, yeah, Saint Cecilia's gym um, out, out in Detroit. So it's paying a tribute to that. So with that behind it, I mean, you almost can't hate them, but just looking at them right now that I have pulled up on my phone. Like, I mean, that would look so cool in like a all red with the same, the same script, the same three stars for the championship, you know, you could have went or an all black uniform like that. I know you just came out with the other Detroit ones, but yeah, man, definitely not a fan. It's going to look, I hope they have a court to go along with it because a red, white, and blue court with green jerseys is going to (laughs) look stupid. (laughs) yeah that's a good point at the same time i don't know if i want to hold green court for it (laughs) i oh lord yeah you're right you're right (laughs) we're 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 all wolverines too so seeing an all green court when we're this game is gonna is gonna be very difficult gross i don't i don't i don't think sorry i don't think i've come across a person that i've asked that's been like even at the least, at the least, is like, oh, it's okay. I, every person I've asked, I said it's ugly, it's bad. See, I, don't like it. I, I threw, I threw them up on Twitter, man, and I'd say probably it's eighty twenty loves it. Really? Let's yeah. Say, I, I really? Like you yeah. say you like them. I like <laughs> it. It's something new. If I compare this to like the chromes, I'd much rather have the green. I agree. The chromes. Like I, I, I like. I don't like that. It, I, I think Boston, I think Dallas, which obviously I don't like. But if we just have this for one season, we wear it, I don't know, what, three, four times? Yeah, it'll be fine. Like, yeah, it, it's a new look. It's interesting. I, I hope it's only three, four times. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I hope. Um, yeah, no, maybe court-wise, maybe they throw the three-one-three back out there. I think that's what they'll do. They'll do the three-one-three court with the green jerseys. I would love a, a, a jersey edition. You guys know how uh, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers have their jerseys and every different letter is like a different album mm-hmm. cover that relates back to 
you know, their, their state. Right. I would love like Detroit has so much culture behind it, whether yeah. you want to go music industry, automotive industry, clothing, fashion, icons in, in worldwide activities, mm-hmm. like Detroit has so much culture that you could do anything other than green. That's a really, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. <laughs> anything, but nothing we can do about it. I guess, you know, I, I'm legally blind, so I'm just going to close my eyes and listen to the game. Kate, Kate's still going to look fresh in them. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and they, they tried to do their best by putting the, by leaking the Kate jersey. And it's mm-hmm. got much backlash. And I'm sure that 20% on Twitter is Spartan fans. Guaranteed. <laughs> no question. Um, uh, Gabe Valley, uh, anyone else got any other topics you guys want to talk about? We got the Grizzlies tomorrow. Let's, uh, let's, I can, let's do a little preview. How are the Pistons going to fare against, uh, hopefully, job plays against John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow night? We'll start with the uh, Valley. Well, I hope job plays, considering it's their last preseason game. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I would just want to see the same from Killian, maybe some more efficiency out of Ivy and just some more usage and efficiency out of Cade. Um, but I don't know. It'd be, it'd be nice to win a little preseason game. I, I know it doesn't mean a thing, but I wouldn't <laughs> go on for, you know, it'd, it'd be nice to get a win Yeah, uh, in Detroit as well. Um, it'd be pretty good, but I'm going to be honest. The main thing I'm going to be looking for is if Killian Hayes has some kind of a repeat performance. Oh, big time. Uh, Gabe, how do you say, what are you looking forward to in tomorrow night's game? Sorry, my wife's tried cut out. Was, is that for me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> I just want to win. Uh, I just like I think Owen foreign preseason, you come into the season with a bad kind of uh, you know, are we really this bad? Are we really not at the level that we think we're at? I think with a win against a good Grizzlies team, they lost last night. You know, we can uh get a win. That's all it's all that really matters. Yeah, and their loss last night was to the Orlando Magic. So we definitely oh, can't. Oh, look really good. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I forgot yeah. one to go and see. Not as many turnovers. I know we, we it was better last game, especially mm-hmm. the first half. I think we only had four or five at halftime, but then we started kind of imploding in that second half. But obviously yeah. turnovers have been one of the main talking points, um, especially that, that opener against New York was brutal. So many turnovers. Cool. So okay. if we can stay under, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe it's a bit ambitious, but um, that we should look out yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what are you looking forward to in tomorrow night's contest? I'm looking for how this team and specifically the young guys, the year two guys in the, the new additions this year play together, looking for movement without the ball. Love to see the turnovers get, get cut down, but I'm looking for flashes of what this team could be in stretches. Let me see two minutes of this team just popping the ball around. Lobs are getting thrown, not lobbed into the defender's hands. You know, Duran is is being a beast down low. Kalian's hitting a shot. Just give me a few flashes of what this team could be. I don't even need a win. Yeah, win for a young team would be substantial heading into the regular season it it would be great but I caution to Detroit fans the Lions went 4-0 in preseason (laughs) so this is just the reverse you know so but that's that's what I'm looking for man I want to see Jaden Ivey I want to see him get out on a fast break and and just you know 
nobody in front of him and just watch what happens. I want to see Sadiq being the, the Sadiq that we saw mid season, you know, a, a monster looking like he could be that number two role to Kate Cunningham. And I, I just want to see the team play hard, man. It's a, it's a preseason game, but Whenever I stepped on the court, man, it was like game seven of the playoffs. You dive on the floor. You know, I want to see the team get scrappy. I want to see the team get fired up heading into the regular season and playing their last preseason game at home. Yeah, and the fan, I want them to put on a show for the fans. That's most important. And we got we got that Ivy fast break with no one in front of him. And for some reason, we've got a couple. Yeah, he, he decided to do a little soft slam in New York. <laughs> I, I was really hoping for something else, but Obi Toppin stole the show that night, don't play. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping, I, I'm with Andrew. I, I'm not necessarily looking for a win. I'm just looking for, um, I, I think I want to see a switch a little better. Um, no one's getting turned around or bumping into each other. Um, I want to see uh, Jalen Duran and Steven Adams bump a little bit. Um and I want to, and, and Stu made that really nice entry pass to Jalen Dern last night. So I want to see if uh, they try to maybe go back to that. Um, he hit a few. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but we got to, we got to give him his flowers because Stu hit a few threes the other night too that looked really good. Yeah. Uh, two for five, I believe, in New Orleans and one for three in New York. I mean, he, he looked confident shooting the ball. Right. He, he really does. Yeah, you can you can tell like he he's believing in the work he's put in this summer, and um, he, he yeah he, I think I think uh, uh, throughout the organization they've given him the green light to, to let fly when he has the space. Yeah, and I think they even tried to get. Uh, I went back. To we got an off ball for him. I, I I think yeah. Yeah, I think they ran a few plays trying to get Stu an open three or something, but um, I, I I can't wait to see him knock down some shots because. He believes in the work, but the rest of the NBA doesn't yet, which bodes well for us in the early part of the season because they're going to leave him and Stu's going to knock him down. And when he makes them, they're not like, oh, just made it, rattled in. No, they're they're blocked. Yeah. (laughs) I hope – sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm good. I hope uh, hope we see Livers. I know he missed yesterday with a minor hip problem. Um, I hope that's nothing serious. I hope he's back. And if he is 100%, that's a guy – that's a guy I really want to start at the four. Um, I know we tried Bogdanovich, but but like Andrew mentioned, man, he looks terrible on defense. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. if we do want to keep switching and stuff, Livers is a fantastic person for that. We've touched on this. He can pretty much switch like one through four, it feels like. Yeah. Um, small sample size, looks like an excellent shooter though. Um, but, you know, like what we saw here when he was at Michigan, he looked like a fantastic shooter there. So that's all carrying over. So I'm not concerned about that small sample size, but having him back with his defensive uh, versatility would be really nice to have. And, and we, and I've said it before. I love that quote where he said, if you want to drive, you can drive. I'm swatting it into the third row. I, I just yeah. love that line. <laughs> I love that line. Um, but Andrew, how do you feel about the potential of starting livers over say a Bagley or a Bullion? Uh, well, you don't bring in Bogdanovich to not start him. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at that more realistic, but I mean, for the, for the culture and for where this team is going to be, you know, Bagley's not, or not Bagley, but Bogdanovich probably isn't going to be on the team in five years. Right. So (laughs) I I mean, yeah, it bode well. I I love Isaiah livers off the bench. He definitely is a, a scoring spark. One of, you know, few and far between last year. 
that that we saw when the bench would come in the it, it would look abysmal at times but I mean, I think it is his job unless we draft somebody, you know, clear cut number one for that position. I think it is his in the future starting job to lose. One bunny hammer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think so too. And, and for now, while he comes off the bench, he, he's a really high energy guy, which is great to come off the bench. You know, like he's going to go and give it his 110% on every single play. Yeah, he, he will. And, uh, didn't we run a lineup out there against uh, New Orleans that had Braxton Key as the essential five, and we had like Livers, yeah. and, and uh, we saw that in the regular season too a lot with with Key at the five and a lot yesterday. Yeah, and you know I, I don't know if that's just because Casey likes Key specifically at the five. I'm, I'd like to see like a just for shooting purposes and just for fun. I'd like to see a Cade Burks Bay Livers Boyan just to see what would happen. I mean, Cade would have all the room in the middle to operate. We'd get no rebounds, but it would be fun to see uh, the snipers shoot. Um, one more time, you got, got any other? Uh, actually, Andrew, I want to get your thoughts on the on the black statement jerseys and the uh, and the teal ones too. Return of the teal. Um, well, I'm super sad that my camera isn't working because I was wearing my teal hat and my amazing girlfriend said, hey, why don't you grab the teal shirt to match? <laughs> so I'm tealed out over here for no no reason, no camera. <laughs> but if that tells you anything, I do. I, I am enjoying the teal coming back. The blacks, I, I'm going to have to wait to see them on court to make a, a final decision. Um, they're different. They are. Um, they're not as bad as previous, like the Motor City no. <laughs> tire tracks. Like those were terrible. I mean, we've had some bad jerseys going back to the sleeved jerseys back in the day. Like so. So I'm waiting to reserve judgment on on the black edition uh, uh, jerseys. Love the teal, the new greens. Man, y'all can keep those. Yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of bad jerseys, you want to talk about Verner's on the court? I mean, I swear, if Verner's comes out and says they're gonna sponsor that court, I'm gonna lose. Um, but I, Valley, I, I told Valley that he, he, I asked Valley, I go, Valley asked me, but I, I, I returned it back to him. What is a color that you would like to see in a Pistons uniform? Are you, um, if you could make your custom jersey, what color is it, Andrew? So I am a New Orleans Saints uh, a fan, and I love the black and gold combo. I love that. Um, so that would be a, a, a fun jersey to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the uh, all reds uh, edition. Yeah. Red's my favorite color. So when Me we too. had those jerseys, man, I, I love those. But I, I – I, yeah, I, I would have to say, you know, a, a red and black, like the Portland Trailblazers uniforms, I love those. Um, so, you know, something to that effect, or if we're going completely out of, you know, out of here, black and gold, white and gold, white, gold, and black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, if you were to tell me yesterday that you wanted to see white, gold, and black, I'd tell you that they're not piston colors. But neither <laughs> So. turns out we don't know anymore what pistons colors are yeah it turns out we don't know anything <laughs> i think they saw that the fans liked the teal and they were like hmm, green next thing let's do that's... it <laughs> that's probably exactly how that went but 
I think that's all we got today. Uh, Andrew, thank you again so much for coming on the pod. We definitely got to have you back on during the season because if you said you haven't potted in a while and then you come on here and you don't miss a beat, my man, you got a talent, that's for sure. And we all strive to be just like you. <laughs> nah, man, it was it was a ton of fun coming on. Thank you guys. Definitely open the door, invite anytime you guys need it. If I can make it happen, please reach out. We could do this, uh, do this again. It was a lot of fun, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, fans, we got one week from when we're recording this pod. Killian Hayes number of days, seven days until opening night when the Pistons and Jaden Ivey take on Paolo Bancaro and the Orlando Magic. But until we do come at you guys next time with probably a recap of the Grizzlies game tomorrow night, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright. Another big shout out to Andrew for coming on to the show. It was a really amazing experience to have him on and it was great to have an Everything Pistons podcast voice and perspective on the Buffs On podcast. We will definitely have to have Andrew back. Hopefully we can work something out and get him back on the pod very, very soon. But again, you guys know the drill. Head over to our Instagram at Buffs underscore on underscore podcast. Give us a follow at Buffs On Podcast on Twitter and at Buffs On Pod on Facebook. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. And we're a week away from opening night. We got the Grizzlies taking on the Pistons on October 13th. And then six days after that, the Pistons and the Magic at Little Caesars Arena to kick off the 2022-2023 NBA season. But until we do talk to you guys next time, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright.